Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Worlds of Country podcast. I'm your host, Andrew. On today's episode, we have an interview with the incredible Miss Leah Marie Mason. Um, be sure to go check out her new single, Farboy, and to go follow her on social media at Leah M. Mason. It's one of my favorite interviews so far. Hope you guys enjoy that. Thank you guys hey, so Leah, much. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. What have you been up to? Um, getting over COVID <laughs> um, as of lately. Um, no, but music wise, um, you know, I have, I have a few things in the works that I'm excited about and excited to talk to you about. So, yeah. Um, Farboy just went over, was it 250,000 on Spotify? Yeah. Oh, when you first posted the TikTok with that song, did, were you expecting this, all of this to happen? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, I kind of just posted it on a whim. I, I thought of like the idea and I was like, that could be fun. Um, posted it, I think like two hours later, it just like blew up, like blew up. And my phone was blowing up and I was like, "Is am I going viral right now? <laughs> like, like that's crazy. But, um, no, in no way did I expect that to happen. But I'm glad that it did. <laughs> what, what was going through your mind as you're, you're starting to see that all happen? Um, it was hard to comprehend at first, you know, like after, you know, a day or two of it blowing up, I, I had a bunch of people like reaching out to me, um, about meetings and playing this and doing this. And it was, it was kind of like an all at once type of thing. And it was crazy, <laughs> but I, you know, I, I was just happy that people were listening to my song, you know, like I worked so hard on it and I kind of, um, did, did that project on my own. Like I don't have management. I don't have a label behind me. Like I, I, I just didn't have any of that. So to have like this sort of reaction to a song that I just kind of worked on and I put together, like it was crazy. And I felt, and I feel like it means that much more because I didn't have all the help and I didn't have all that backing. So um, I feel like to get this big of a reaction without those resources was a really big deal to me. And yeah, I was just really happy about that. Yeah. It kind of feels like you were more involved in the process. So there's more, more pride that you take from that. Right. Exactly. For sure. So, um, <clears throat> were you scared of the controversy surrounding it when you, when you first put it up? Um, I didn't expect there to be as much controversy as there was. Um, and no, <laughs> like I did not expect that at all or people to like care because people like would be commenting like, oh, I'm so invested. Like you need to make a part two, like blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what? <laughs> She's like, it's crazy that people even, you know, care, okay. <laughs> let alone have very strong opinions um, that they feel the need to leave under my video. <laughs> but um, I mean, it's. It's fine. I mean, the more people comment, the more people interact with the video, the more people see the video. So can't really complain. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the positive comments definitely outweigh the negative. So, you know, it's fine. <laughs> people people have strong opinions about everything. That's 
that's that's true. Yeah, that's I mean, true. Even if it's a ridiculous thing to have a show, yeah. <laughs> ridiculous things that don't affect them in any way, and they'll yes, exactly. get on type in right there. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how did this uh, the song all come together and the story behind it? Yeah. So, so I wrote the song with um, Kaylin Robertson, Royal Lamb, and Kelsey Lamb. Um, we wrote it, uh, I think in November, I believe. Um, and we all just kind of sat down. This was the first all girl co-write I did too. So I knew I wanted to write a song that was kind of like, guys suck <laughs> because, um, it's harder to write those kinds of songs with guys in the room. Exactly. So, um, yeah, we kind of all, we sat down, we're kind of like, had all been through a similar experience. So we decided to write Far Boy. And right after we wrote it, like, I knew I wanted to cut that song. I was like, oh, I love this song. I couldn't stop singing it. I couldn't get it out of my head. And so I asked them, I was like, hey, like, would you guys mind if I made a demo? I'm thinking about cutting the song. And they were all like, go for it, whatever you want to do, like, good, good for you. Um, so yeah, that was it. I, I cut it. Uh, I kind of like finesse a, a lot of the process. I, my best friend from home, he goes to school at App State University and he majors in graphic design. So he did my cover art for uh, Farboy. And then he had a friend that majored in photography. So I f- drove down to Boone, North Carolina, which is a five and a half hour drive from Nashville, got the pictures done because I loved her work too. I wanted like someone who fit my aesthetic and she is amazing. And so I drove five and a half hours, did the shoot, drove five and a half hours back. I stayed for less than a day and then I drove back. So that was a lot, but (laughs) there's a lot of little uh, stories like that in this um, process. But yeah, I kind of just figured out a lot of it on my own. But like I said, I'm, I'm proud of myself for that. The thing about that is it's crazy what you'll do when you, when you have a vision and a dream. Yeah. 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 I mean, I definitely set my mind to it and I knew what I wanted, how I wanted to do it. So yeah, I think having a clear vision is definitely the biggest thing. Yeah. So the plan was, this song was always going to come out. Did TikTok push up the timeline at all or was, was it on stage? Um, no, I just kind of like randomly did that. <laughs> Honestly, like I, I wish I could tell you I had like this elaborate planner. I know the algorithm and this is what you need to do, but I really don't. Um, I just kind of threw Went it out it. there. Yeah, I just kind of threw it out there. And it, it just happened to work out for me. I, I got kind of lucky. Um, you know, anyone anyone could have made a video like I made, yeah. really. Um, it just timing, a little bit of luck, but also just people interacting with it was the biggest thing because that gets on more people's for you pages. I think getting people to interact with your content is the biggest thing for TikTok, at least. So how long have you been living out in Nashville? Um, so my freshman year of college, I'm a junior now. My freshman year, I went to Berkeley College of Music in Boston, Massachusetts, and then I decided that I wanted to pursue country music full time and I needed to be living in Nashville. 
So my sophomore year of college, I transferred to Belmont. Um, I still go there now. I'm a junior. So I've been here since my sophomore year, but a few months in COVID happened. So then I went home for seven months. So I've been here again since August. So I've been here for probably total one year. But yeah. <laughs> but you got a mix of normal Nashville and then and then COVID Nashville. So exactly. You got some of the regular Nashville. Yeah, I know. So I, I still love Nashville. Like Nashville's the best, but it's definitely the, the best spot for me right now. Uh, I love Berkeley. I love Boston, but just for country music and all that, it's definitely worth it, me being here. So before you decided that you wanted to do, to do country full-time, what, were you, what else were you considering? Um, very much pop, which I don't, I know that I'm not super, super country. Like I know I'm not a Laney Wilson. I know I'm not like, I'm not like that super country female lane. I'm very much kind of cross country, more pop country, uh, more of like Casey Musgraves, Taylor Swift. That's kind of my aesthetic, my, you know, my lane. So, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm definitely more of like an in-between pop country. Um, and when I was in Boston, I was a little more conflicted between, oh, I don't know if I want to do pop or country, but I'm somewhere in the middle, I've learned. <laughs> so why not do both? Exactly. Yeah, do both. <laughs> do both. So um, I feel like about that, that there's so many lanes of country music these days that really there's something that anyone could, could call their own. Yes. It didn't used to be that way. So that's. Oh, exactly. I think country music has become so universal. And it, it like, really, like, it crosses all genres. Like, it, it crosses, like, there's like alternative country and also like hip hop country, which is so crazy. But like, there's really a lane for everyone in country music. It's crazy because, like, 10 years ago, that wasn't, wasn't the case. And everyone, like, would think you need the hat and the boots. Oh, yeah, I know. And now it's so gone so far from that, which is yeah. crazy. So did you um did you grow up listening to country music or did you find it later on? Um, so I'm from North Carolina. So I grew I grew up listening to country music um, just because of where I was from, but not because of my parents. My parents are from upstate New York. Um, really small town. My mom has one traffic light in her hometown. But um super not country music oriented up there um my dad was in like a 80s rock band when he was in college and high school so I definitely grew up more listening to like classic rock I was in a 70s rock band when I was younger <laughs> so I sing like heart and Led Zeppelin and you know all the regular things that an 11 year old sings (laughs) so yeah I definitely grew up more so on the that type of music but you know there's a special place in my heart for country music I I just love the storytelling aspect of country music there's such a community also in country music and in Nashville that I really love so yeah so when you moved to Nashville do you feel that you kind of found your your crew of people quickly um to be honest with you I it was very scary for me moving here and like switching colleges and I didn't know anybody 
Um, and I had already been through that my freshman year because I didn't know anyone at Berkeley. And then I transferred and I didn't know anyone here. So it was definitely scary at first. Um, it took me it took me a few weeks to really like get in the groove and be comfortable um, with the people I was around here. But once I did, I was like, OK, I can I can breathe like I have good people around me. Uh, I'm, I'm doing what I love. Uh, I, I know I'm in the right place. So just once I found that, once I got in my groove, I think um, I became much, much happier. <laughs> so before you sort of found those people, were you thinking of giving it up at all or were you um, waited out? Definitely not. I, I knew that I could wait it out. You know, it, it, it's hard. Like, I'm not going to lie. It's really hard. Uh, and I think the college aspect really helped me. I can't even imagine just moving here with not even some sort of social thing, like right off the bat. Like that would be incredibly, incredibly hard to meet new people. And I don't know how people do it, but people do it here. People just move to Nashville, you know, all the time. But I think that would have been really tough for me. So I think having Belmont and having that college aspect was super beneficial to me. So when you decided that you wanted to go into music, were you drawn into songwriting or into performing more so? Definitely performing is where I got, because I got my start performing in that band when I was younger. And I was like, oh, I'm addicted to this. Like, I know I want to perform for the rest of my life. So definitely more performing. I actually didn't write my first song until I was a freshman in college. Like I'd never written a song before until then. And now I love do- writing, but that just wasn't a thing that I grew up doing. Um, that was definitely something learned, not something that was came supernatural to me. Uh, but I think the best thing is just getting in rooms with people who you want to write like and who like fit you stylistically. And that that's what made me love writing. It's being like, oh, like, I want to be able to put this into words and they're really good at it. So I'm going to learn from them and try and do this and this. So, yeah. Do you feel that growing as a writer has helped you grow as a, as an artist and a performer? A hundred percent. And I, and I think in Nashville, you have to write, like you have to be a writer too. You can't just be an artist. That's just never going to work (laughs) anymore. That's just not the way that the industry works here anymore. And at least in country music, um, you definitely have to write. And I, I think it's so beneficial because your music is so much more you. Like If you're a part of it, if you're a part of it in that way, in the writing process, you're going to get what you want to say across that much better, that much more cohesively. So you could feel what you're saying a lot, a lot yeah. more when you wrote it yourself. hundred percent. So um, you said that Farboy came out of an all girl, right? Is that something you've continued to do to get more men-hating songs afterwards? Oh, yeah. I mean, I still write with them all the time. Um, I love writing with them. You know, uh, I, I like writing with guys, too, though. You know, it's definitely interesting. Like, you get you get two different dynamics. perspectives. Yeah, two different dynamics, two different perspectives. Um, but I love a good all-girl write, you know? <laughs> female, female artists and country music need a little more representation anyway and and writers so yeah you know i, I love that it was an all-girl right 
there's quite a quite a big discrepancy between the the men and the women in country music. Uh, a little bit, yes. Just a little. <laughs> so, um, do you have plans for for new music coming out, or are you gonna sit on Farboy a little more? Um, so I definitely want to give Farboy the life it deserves. You know, I don't want to rush into like something else so quickly, but I definitely do have some other things in the works that I am excited about, but that's later this year, later in the future. So, you know, I'll get to that when I get to that. But for now, Farboy is my, is my life right now. <laughs> it's your baby. Yeah, it's my baby. So we're, fo- we're focused on that right now, but definitely have some other things that I'm excited about. So, What would you say has been the, the craziest thing that's happened to you since it sort of blew up like this? Um, the craziest thing, I think just the me- meetings that I've been in, the people that I've got gotten to meet. Um, I got to play Whiskey Jam. I met Ward, you know, it's... That has all been, I think, the craziest thing because I hadn't even played a show in Nashville. Like my first show was Whiskey Jam. (laughs) So that's pretty crazy. Uh, I know that's not normal, but I'm just so grateful that all of this happened because it gave me the opportunity to do those things and to sit in these meetings and to play these shows and these rounds and meet me, all these people. So I'm very grateful to TikTok. Thank you, TikTok, for changing my life. <laughs> is it a, a little overwhelming at points or is it all just excitement? Oh, it definitely was very overwhelming. You know, like you're always afraid of it, of it fleeting. Like you don't want, you don't want it to end. Uh, even though I had so many views on the TikTok, I was like, is anyone going to listen to my song? You know, you just get nervous like it was definitely nerve wracking leading up. Um, and there's a lot of pressure to feel like you need to keep it going. You like, you need, you can't lose your momentum. Like you have to go, go, go. Um, so yeah, that was definitely, I definitely felt a lot of pressure, especially when it first happened. Uh, but now that I'm stable and I know, okay, like it's okay. Like it's not fleeting. You still have your followers. You're still getting streams. Like it's okay. You can take a breath. So I definitely feel more comfortable in it now than I did uh, at first, but yeah, it was definitely, definitely overwhelming. (laughs) Um, Did I see correctly that you, you dropped the table on your head the night the song came out? I really did. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I was trying to fix a table and um, it fell on my head. And I had to go to the emergency room <laughs> on the night that my song released. But it's okay. I got a concussion. But um, it's okay. I'm I'm okay. <laughs> a, con- a concussion and COVID back to back. A concussion and COVID back to back. Yeah, my life is going super well. <laughs> you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's all good. <laughs> Well, well, thank you so much for for doing this. Yes, of course. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Feel better. Oh, thank you so much. You too. Oh, have a good day. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. 
If you liked what you heard from Leah, go check out her music and follow her on social media. And if you liked what you heard on my end, be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening. Leave us a five-star review. Leave us a nice review if you feel it in your heart. And looking forward to speaking with you guys next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great week. Bye.